Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. Welcome to Development Hell. horror movie that hits VOD, countless others end up DOA. Development Hell is the podcast dedicated to unearthing these cursed horror productions. We're going to find out what went wrong and then decide if these titles still stand a shot at the green light. I am your host, Josh Korngut. I am the managing editor of Dread Central. I am also a filmmaker in Toronto, Canada. This podcast is a proud member of the Dread Podcast Network. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Development Hell. We are going into outer space yet again with Killer Clowns 2, Return of Killer Clowns from Outer Space 3D. We also have uh, a very exciting return guest judge today. She has spoken with us at least once about Killer Clowns before, so you know she knows what she's talking about. Emily Gagne, welcome back. I'm always down to clown. (laughs) Did you know that's what was... I did, I did. Uh, It was like my drag race like entrance. (laughs) Oh my god, that would be really good. I wonder if anyone's used it. But you can't see the K in the word clown. On some levels, I am okay with the K. On some levels, I'm okay with the K. Emily, welcome back to Development Hell. Can you do me a favor of reintroducing yourself to our audience? Yeah, hi, I'm Emily. I do the newsletter for Drug Central. Uh, The Harbinger comes to your inbox every Tuesday, the same day that Development Hell comes out. So mm-hmm. it's an mm-hmm. important day. And please subscribe. Wow. I think about it every week that Development Hell and the Harbinger newsletter come out on the same day. Is it on your mind? It is on my mind because <laughs> you send me the images. To put <laughs> <in> the <newsletter. laughs> I do. Yes. Every every Tuesday every, in the morning, I scramble to get Emily the image for the podcast, but I do it consistently. You do it every week. Every week I, really I get do. it and it's in there and I love it. And I'm excited to see what image you do for this one because this is this movie that we're going to talk about before we get into to the movie that didn't happen mm-hmm. is quite colorful and mm. just fun to look at man 
Oh, it's a, a visual feast. It sure is. <laughs> Emily, what's your like personal relationship with killer clowns? The the movie or killer clowns in general? No, the real killer clowns. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Very good to specify. Yeah. The movie. Yeah, the movie. So I didn't see it until I was an adult, which I think kind of sucks because I think this was one that I would be really obsessed with as a kid if I had seen it. We're going to talk about this. I think I was a little intimidated by this movie in some ways. Clowns are scary, man. The poster art and stuff always kind of had like an uncanny valley kind of feel to it. So I wasn't sure. And then I finally watched it and the theme song I just love. (laughs) And I just love everything about it. It's like so goofy 80s horror. And this is like very much my brand. Okay. It's an absolutely incredible movie, which I too did not encounter till I was a grown adult. But I have the exact opposite response to you as I am personally glad that I did not watch this movie as a kid. I was thinking about it and I was thinking, I think this would have maybe messed me up. Mm. As for saying the uncanny valley element of like the... The rubber masks on the clowns here are hilarious. But I think as like an anxious little kid, I would have been like, something's wrong with them. Yeah. (laughs) I think I would have uh, overreacted. But yeah, I I love it too. And only encountered it very recently for the first time. I'm kind of ashamed. Yeah, it kind of makes me think of that Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, uh, Laughing in the Dark. Is that what it's called? Hell yeah. Yeah. So like even like the setup of like their spaceship kind of looks like the inside of that maze and stuff. Like mm-hmm. it taps into some like core child drama. Oh, it, it I was thinking well. about Are You Afraid of the Dark the whole time watching it again recently. Yeah. Um. What's like the, the phrase from the laughter in the dark? I love it so much. It's the most fun in the park when you're laughing in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Good. yeah. God, I love Are You Afraid of the Dark so much. Which I'm assuming, of course, as that came out in the 90s, was stealing its a vibe from stuff like this earlier. So yeah. Yeah, and I think this movie kind of steals from, like, 50s and 60s, like, sci-fi mm-hmm. horror stuff. Oh, definitely. So it's all, like, you know, the, what is it, snake eating his tail or whatever. Like, it's all just, like, yeah. Called, what did I say recently? I called it a snake eating its own tush. And editor Mary Beckett McAndrews <laughs> just had a question about that. <laughs> <laughs> we kept it, though. So would it be okay with you if I jumped into a bit of a seminar on the original Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Please, I'm all ears. Well, if those of you may or may not know, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is a 1988 horror comedy that was that was written, directed, and produced by the Chiodo Brothers. It stars Grant Kramer, Suzanne Snyder, John Allen Nelson, as well as John Vernon. It's a shame, it's a real damn tragedy that this was the only movie that the Chiodo brothers ever made. Isn't that so sad? It's really sad. Uh, they did like they did work on a bunch of other movies, in, is my yes. understanding, because they did a lot of effects, which um, they didn't actually do the effects on this one, I think, because they were busy like directing and producing. But like they did some effects for some really iconic movies. We'll get there. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm so excited to talk about these uh, wizards, these wonderful men. But I have a very important question to ask you, yeah. and I'm really sorry to do this to you. And actually, oh, this no. is one of the rudest things that I do to my guests. But my question for you is, what is this movie about? 
Okay, so like there's a small town and a comet or something that looks like a comet like falls down to earth and a bunch of people in the town see it. Like there's some people at Lover's Lane. There's a farmer. They notice this comet and they go to investigate it and they're like, what the heck? There's this circus in town I didn't know about. But when you go into the circus tent, it's really a spaceship and it's filled with killer clowns and the killer clowns from outer space come into town and they just recap they kill a lot of people actually everyone they're, in town like door to door yeah they're like door to door salesmen um, <laughs> yeah. and they just have unique pranks in the ways that they kill people it's great and they're really silly but they're also scary and so there's like a few townspeople that are there's two townspeople actually in particular that are trying to convince like the police and other people <laughs> that these clowns are here but people are like really there's clowns like you know uh so yeah that, i think that's pretty much it is that right <laughs> I, it's so true I, the reaction to the clowns in this movie are always so funny to me it's either yeah. well it, you know what? i was gonna say it's either way overreacting or way underreacting but it's always way underreacting there's a moment where a girl like opens the door and they like all the killer clowns are there pretending to have pizza yeah and she's like pizza that's stupid. Like, it isn't pizza. You're insane. Yeah, and she's like in a bra or something. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, it's, she is. Oh. A, I love the woman, the old old woman that like one of the clowns. One of my favorite clowns, actually, of the bunch. He like he knocks on her door and he has like a, a box of chocolates, like a heart shaped box, and he like gives it to her and she's yeah, like, oh, yeah, she's yeah. like to her husband, she's like, "Is this from you?" And then <laughs> in the clowns, like, hey, hey, yeah. no. Uh, my favorite moment with human interacting with the killer clowns are with the two horn dogs and with the oh, killer yeah. clowns get boobs and they're like, "Are you Debbie's roommates?" Yeah, those, those are not Debbie's roommates. Those are so clear. Are you? Do you think those are Debbie's roommates? Yeah. No. I mean, I guess those guys they they'll take anything. Uh, they're they, down to clown for they're sure. They're down to clown. Well, they're not getting the action that they want, you know. Um, no. So they so they went for it. But yeah, like the reactions are all over the place in this. Like, there's the biker scene too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The clowns have like weird devices like they like shrink into popcorn or something mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, so there's mm -hmm. one of the clowns which I, I think would be the clown i would be uh was is carries like a little purse with popcorn in it and they spill the popcorn and then like the popcorn like falls into your shirt let's say and then you know you're going for a shower popcorn falls on the floor and it turns into a new clown it's like <laughs> it's so gross it's crazy it's it's turning my favorite snack against me it's so scary but at the same time making it better Yes. Uh, speaking also speaking of snacks in the summary, I did not say that like in the spaceship they have these cocoons that are made of cotton candy that they hold so people's important. bodies in. So, so important. Yes. Mm -hmm. These cotton candy sacks are so weird and so scary and have this like mm, spidery vibe, like yeah. pink kind of spider web. And when you like see what's happened to someone under them, their like skin is all gone and they're bleeding and they're dead. I really hope that they're dead and they're not just like suffering without skin on. I question it, man. I question, think, I, I think about it every time I watch. I'm like, they're suffering in there. It's they're not dead. You don't think there. they're dead in the cotton candy? I think it takes a while. It's like a spider, you know, like the spider. That's why they cocoon the thing. They don't want it to yeah. die, which is yeah. like very rude of nature to have an animal that does that. Yeah. Well, I'm just gonna hold on to you for a while so I can drink your blood slowly and 
I'm like, oh no, spiders! I, why do you do it? I hate it. I am team that wasp that like lays its eggs in tarantulas. Like that. Oh, a hundred percent pro that wasp that <laughs> really fucks up tarantulas. Yeah. Keep keep doing what you're doing. You, we, we, I, I, I would, I would donate funding to help that wasp. Yeah, yeah. As long as they don't hurt me, a tarantula I'm wasp or something. It has yeah, a crazy I think name. it's called tarantula wasp. I think yes, something like that. And, and it is pretty sad what happens. To, whatever it does to the tarantulas is not cute. It's bad. It's it's bad. But you know what? Maybe they deserve it. I don't know. But you know anyways, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just want to say also, I'm on team clowns in this movie. Like I know. Oh, wow. I'm team. I am too. I mean, it's hard not to be. The clowns and the killer clowns are just so charismatic, so charming. They so are. rubbery. They are. They are. They would go right <laughs> to the top of Monsters University. You know what I mean? Oh, like Oh my god. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Wait, can I tell you so we've discovered what clown you are. I think I've discovered what clown I am. Okay, please tell me. I am the clown that goes shopping for like half the movie. <laughs> You're just going up and down the aisles of a drugstore and I love a drugstore just like opening things and like I think he's trying to buy things too which is actually very nice he could just steal them yeah no he, he is he brings it to the counter and the guy behind the counter like calls the police and is like I'm not really sure what to do here <laughs> I love like the 30,000 reaction shots we got of the pharmacist watching this clown destroy his store <laughs> yeah like he d- does not take any action maybe this no. is just a well, nice town and they're like you know what weird people come in and out all the time we just deal with it These yeah yeah they're like nothing. on the highway between New York and somewhere else so like yeah. they see weird sometimes you know <laughs> Like, not this, this is the least of our worries are these these clowns right like no. <laughs> i know and then like the, the main cop is like i think this is a prank to get me to quit and i'm not gonna do it and i i stand with him i think that is solid logic <laughs> yeah yeah oh, they, they like arrest one of the clowns too I feel. Uh, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. the stuff that happens in this movie it's, it's outrageous truly it's outrageous but honestly every once in a while and i guess we are just getting into it every once in a while it's scary like yeah. when the clown is beckoning the little girl to come outside and the oh, mom's yeah. like how dare you go outside before finishing your lunch <laughs> you stupid girl like you can go get killed by the clown after you have your peas yeah. dummy please finish your plate okay like i'm just so sick of repeating myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is scary like that that is like it's it's absurdly scary do you know what i mean like yeah, it's honey. like it's kind of like surreal it's cerebral it's sir nasty it's sir lovely uh emily wow that was impressed with that okay we have to talk about the chioda brothers we have to but Sorry. at the same time i want to take a pause i want to take a break mm-hmm. and I want to talk about something that affected both of us on a very similarly strange and surreal level to Killer Clowns. Can okay. I bring it up? I'm excited. Go okay. for it. When we were children, just little bitty babies, like in early elementary school, there was this party venue in North York where we were raised at a mm-hmm. mall called Yorkdale that had a very circus theme. But it wasn't just circus. If I'm right, and I don't know how right I am, I remember the theme of this party venue for kids being like gory circus. Like there were people with their heads cut off. It was like, I think it was supposed to be funny, but the artwork was all very macabre yeah. and very circusy at the same time in a way that like really fucked with my head as a kid. Does this place sound familiar to you? I mean, yes, we have talked about this many times and have tried to sort of like research whether this really exists or if it's like a shared psychosis <laughs> that we have. <laughs> 
um but it doesn't feel like it because also my mom says that she knows the place but i I, she doesn't remember the specifics of it um and there is this other place the mad hatter's tea party that was also in our city which was like this like really scary place where like kids would get let loose to do like crazy stuff like have like uh jello fights in your bathing suit and without an adult in the room i'm almost positive yeah like just like uh, crazy stuff anyway so i feel like people always think we're talking about that and we are talking about this completely other thing that i think it it really felt kind of like the circus and in killer clowns the spaceship where it's like it landed briefly and then it yeah and then fucked up a bunch of kids and then left yeah (laughs) and i never will forget and it was always the weirdest kids that had to have their parties there it was multiple Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just like can never get this place out of my mind and forever I've been wanting me and Emily to like maybe do a creative project or maybe even like an investigative podcast about it because something needs to be done coming back from the real killer clowns from outer space yeah Emily I was wondering if you could do us a favor do you mm-hmm. feel comfortable maybe telling us a little bit about the Chiodo brothers yeah, uh, they were born in the Bronx and, and their siblings, as the name suggests. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they did a lot of special effects uh, back in the day, in addition to like directing this uh, and producing this movie, uh, with like a lot of clay modeling and sort of like creature stuff. So they did some work for like Critters, uh, Team America World Police. They did the Large, large Marge from mm-hmm, Pee Wee's mm-hmm. Big Adventure. And my personal favorite, they made the Trolls. Um, or goblins in uh, Ernest Scared Stupid, which is a movie that I love and uh, I think is misunderstood. And apparently, I was reading today, um, actually, the ma- some of the leftover masks they had from Killer Clowns is what they used as sort of like the base of the, the creatures in Ernest Scared Stupid. So. Oh, that's so interesting. Um, can you remind me of how many of them are there in the Chiodo? Oh, there's three. There's three of them. Uh, oh. Stephen, Charles, and Edward. Classic names. Oh, I like that. They sound like little Victorian ghosts. <laughs> I think they might be. I Because I haven't seen a lot of photos of them, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, Large Marge is maybe my personal favorite thing that they've done outside of Killer Clowns. It's just such a hilariously terrifying early Burton moment. Yeah, And I think that Large Marge is a gay icon. I agree with you. And that's my favorite scene in Pee-Wee's Big Adventure. There's a lot of surreal scenes in it, but that's like, that's a pure horror scene. And it, it like, yeah, it's just, it's perfect. What? Tell them Large Marge sent ya. <laughs> I think that's what she says. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyways, these Chiodo brothers, they're the real deal, man. They've done some really iconic work, I would say. They're the only, they're the only ones in the room. Yeah. Um, and speaking of their sort of specific tone, how do we feel about the whole tone of Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Like, how would we even describe that? Oh, man. It is like a circus, really. Uh, it's like very over the top and zany. Zany is probably a word I'd use for this. The movie. most zany. Right? Mm-hmm. And I like it personally. Like, it, I mean, if you're going into a, this movie like wanting like a straightforward like scary movie, then like this is probably not it for you. But this is no. very much a, I feel like a great party movie. Oh, yeah. Um, and a great like I watched it on Friday night, very stoned, and that was the perfect mm-hmm. vibe. So yeah, yeah, that's exactly the only way to watch this movie. Yeah. How, do you think like considering what they were trying to make that you know it was an effective film? that like they got what they were going for or do you think it's incredible but not necessarily on purpose which one 
I think they knew what they were doing just based on some of these other examples of their work. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like this is kind of their tone. Um, And I did read today, too, that like uh, it was initially just going to be called Killer Clowns, but they wanted to add from outer space to the title because they wanted people to like get the vibe to get that they were going for something campier as opposed to like expecting a straightforward slasher movie. Smart, because it definitely does that. Yeah. Um, Such a difficult type of movie to sell the horror comedy or like the zany um campy horror comedy because just like mm-hmm. not everybody gets it and yes that's too bad yeah yeah it's it's interesting right before this i was watching a bit of a gremlins too because it was on tv and i was like mm-hmm. this it would be a great double bill with killer clowns it's like a very similar like slapstick almost style movie um yep. but there's still some like weird scary parts too where you're like uh you kind of get whiplash sometimes from the from the tone but like in a way it works Mm -hmm. no absolutely works Mm -hmm. um yeah in terms of violence and actual horror levels and scare levels i don't i think if you were a kid watching this like we were kind of saying earlier then it has the potential to maybe like fuck you up and and make you scared but um i don't know that it's scary it's just Mm. It's fun. Like, it kind of reminds me of, like, a later in the series, like, slasher movie, like a late in the game, like, Friday the 13th or something, where it's, like, you're just getting these outrageous kill scenes, and, like, there's no real story outside of that. Um, Okay, I love that you brought that up, because I want to talk more about some of these specific kills, because they're so crazy. Yeah. One of the first that's coming to mind is the shadow puppet kills. Oh, my God, yes. Where, correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the clowns is just doing shadow puppets against a wall. Yeah. And a bunch of these dumb humans, they're all so dumb in this movie, are just like eating it up, loving it. They're like, look at this mutant killer monster clown doing this magical act that is like absolutely impossible. Yeah. Like, that's cool. Yeah, Um, I know. (laughs) Yeah. The same happened with the Punch and Judy scene where like the guy was like, this is so funny, this magical thing from hell and happening in front of me yeah so the shadow puppets i think become a dinosaur and literally eat up these dum-dums yeah they get a lot of people at once like they are like they have a lot of different techniques and they they, you know what they prey on our weaknesses which is that we just love stunt comedy (laughs) (laughs) it's so true this town especially um another kill that was like also stupid, but maybe like a little scary. And you know what? Full dead silence vibes. Yeah, was the puppet of yeah. the like the, of the sheriff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Pretty weird and dumb and yeah. scary. Also the pie death, where the guy's like, "What are you gonna do with those pies, boys?" Or whatever. They like, throw pies at him, and you're like, "Okay, this is stupid." But then the pies have acid on them. Like I and know they burn him alive. Like it's, it's a lot. Yeah, like so that's that's the tone you're getting here where it's like it's like, oh god, that's so stupid. And then it's like, oh wait, that's a bit that's a bit brutal at the same time. Oh yeah. You know? The the point where they get to the jail and they go into a cell and they see exactly like what happens inside of these cocoons of cotton candy. Yeah. And you see this like bloody arm falling and like the cocoons are kind of like spider webbed to the wall in pink, and you're like, Yeah. Why isn't every movie like this? I know. That man, visually, this movie really hits for me. Like, I just, I love the set design of the spaceship. I Uh love the colors, even of the town. Like, there's like a big top burger or something. Like, Uh it's like, there's like all these just fun 
touches. It's it's just very over the top in, in that like, and it's very 80s. Just very oh, yeah. 80s. Mega 80s. Mm-hmm. Kind of early Tim Burton on a very charming and surreal. Love the intro. Love the font. Love, oh, yeah. love the title cards of this film. What about mm. the theme song? Can we talk about the theme oh, song for a minute? Absolutely. Let's talk about the theme song. Emily, please okay. lead us. Okay. So the theme song is the first thing you hear in the credits of this movie and you're kind of like oh my god what am i in for like the lyrics this is what it starts with i have to read it dramatic reading Mm -hmm. pt barnum said it so long ago there's one born every minute don't you know some make us laugh some make us cry these clowns (laughs) only gonna make you die oh like, come on. No, keep going. I want to hear the whole thing. Everybody's running when the circus comes into the town. <laughs> Everybody's gunning for the likes of the kill the clowns from outer space. It's <laughs> like, it's just that song is so good. Like, I just. Oh, it's the best. I, one of the reasons I'm so sad I, I didn't see this earlier is. That song, I wish I had known it my whole life. I know, I know. I feel like I put it on our playlist when we went to Salem, but maybe I didn't. Um, but like, it is just, it is like a pop punk kind of song. Like, it's it, so weird and pop punk. Yeah, it's like good. I was like, I think I listened to this. Yeah, I was listening to this right before this. Like, I was like, <laughs> I gotta get pumped up for this episode. And now I was like, maybe this is my official pump up song in general. Like, if I was like a wrestler, oh, yeah, I would yeah, come yeah. out to this song. Oh, for um, sure. I, and- <laughs> I love female wrestler energy. Okay, does it also kind of give you Oingo Boingo energy? Yeah, I would say that. Yes, it's like it's zany and kind of like it. Yeah, it it is. Um, Danny Elfman, Danny Elfman in general. But yeah, the the whole movie is Danny Elfman in general, kind of on a yeah. Maybe not Tim Burton. Maybe I take that back and I just replace it with Danny Elfman. Yeah, yeah, because it's like that, like kind of fun zany goth vibe. Yeah. Um, which is uh, its own thing. It's not all darkness and stuff. It's sometimes it's killer clowns. I told you recently that I had an email exchange with Richard Elfman, and yes. now I feel like I can ascend to heaven. Yeah, you have. You have. You are <laughs> recording this from heaven. Emily, would you be able to help us and give us a little bit of an introduction to the yet unmade sequel to Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Yeah, Return of Killer Clowns from Outer Space 3D. Um, the, the Chiodo brothers, I guess, they were talking about this sequel like back in 2012. But like I think had been maybe thinking about it for a long time. And I and I think as we know in the horror community, lots of people have like been like, when are we going to see more damn killer clowns? Yeah. Right. So yeah. um, they I just I wanted to mention this quickly. They did like a Halloween Horror Nights killer clowns mm-hmm. from outer space thing like you know what i mean it's come it's been coming back around in back the around it's at uh spirit halloween they do like exclusive merch for it all the time yeah yeah so i feel like you know the appetite is there for the killer clowns and and their cotton candy webs um <laughs> and so they said some stuff though like on the record in 2012 right Okay, so Grant Kramer, an actor from the original film, was speaking with Ike Odin of Jobo.com in 2012, and he had something to say on the record about what could be happening with the new sequels in the franchise. So this is what he had to say. 
The idea is that there may be multiple sequels, and in each one, there'll be one character from the first movie that carries over. So we're going to pick up where each of them ended up in some new small town and happen to be there when the clown stuff happens again. My character ended up being the first one, and I think it was one of the Chiodos who came up with the idea that everybody thinks Mike Tobacco is crazy. He's kind of the town drunk, a derelict, who's always mumbling about clowns coming back and everyone thinks I'm nuts because I'm sure they're going to return and attack the world again. He also followed that up by saying, and of course, when it happens, I have been planning for them to come back. So I end up being the mentor to these two young street performers whose car breaks down (laughs) and they end up in the town on Kismet. It's another town up in the mountains. And now all of the fun begins again, except when they get into trouble, Mike comes up and teaches them the history of the clowns (laughs) and how to fight back against them. He's somewhere between the energy of Chris Christopherson's character in Blade and and Christopher Lloyd's character in Back to the Future. Wow. That sounds incredible to me. (laughs) I need to see it. You need to see it. Okay, I don't know much about Blade. Who was Chris Christopherson in Blade? I I mean, he's Chris Christopherson is an older man, right? So yeah. I guess he's like a mentor figure. I'm not an expert in Blade, and I apologize. Sorry, to all the Blade everybody. Fans. Everyone listening to this probably loves Blade. We're sorry. We love Blade we too. Love... We just don't know it as well as you do. But do we love Blade too? Oh uh, my mm-hmm. God! Yes. yes. Guillermo del Toro directed. Anyways, and you know what? Yes. Sorry. Hold on a second. Blade Three Trinity. Everyone hates it. I love think it's it. funny. Whatever. I like. I like it too. Okay, um, anyways, we're not Blade super fans, but we like it and we respect it. Okay, and yeah, just yeah, hope yeah, that yeah. you all realize that. But um <laughs> the idea of him being this like old crony that's like i swear the clouds came to town like that's incredible like a harbinger of yes Doom Doom. yes like the namesake of our newsletter um, i would wish we had someone in town that was always like the killer clowns are coming back i'd be like you need to leave me alone yeah. <laughs> go to shutter island <laughs> yeah 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 there's a bug in your brain this is just one of the many incarnations of this unmade sequel was this 2012 version of events. Beyond this Grant Kramer quote, I also am under the standing that Stephen Chiodo had plans for a sequel maybe in 2016. Do you have more info on that, Emily? Yeah, I think that Stephen was going to be the director, as had happened with the original film, and Charles was going to produce. So that's two of the three brothers that we talked about earlier. Um, And it was going to take place over 30 years after the release of the original. Apparently, the time frame between the two films, if this film had been made, would have been like the longest gap in release of films and comedy horror history. Like, Whoa, I, I believe it. So things were moving on this. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like I feel like there was there was stuff happening and it was uh, on its way to happen. And there was ideas about what mm-hmm. this could look like. I believe Stephen Chiodo actually had an interview with Bloody Disgusting in March of 2016, where this is what he had to say. Right now, we are currently pursuing a long arc series for Cable. We wondered what we should do with the first one or should we do a remake? We came up with a requel. It's a sequel and a remake. Uh, pause, it's so funny that he... Brings us up in March of 2016, so long before the requel combo. So good for I him. know, I know, ahead of the game, ahead Very of ahead the of game. Shoto's always ahead of the game. Always, always. That's what I always say about them. Yeah, yeah. That's that's actually what Emily always says. Generally, like that's always ahead of the response. game. Ahead of the game. It's it's my it's yeah. my catchphrase. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So instead of a sequel or a remake, he continued by saying, "We've been developing this for a while, and it really follows the continuing adventures of new people who are experiencing the phenomenon of the clown invasion. And once in a while, you see some of the old guys pop." up and you hear their stories find out what happened over the last 25 years it's fucking great 
oh, it's really cool to hear how excited he is about I know. this project and how much he believes in it. It's mm. fucking great. Yes. I believe you. I believe you, Stephen, when you say it's fucking great. I, yeah. I, truly, I do. And I don't sounds believe great. many people. No, it sounds excellent. Like It sounds really good. It does. Yeah. yeah. So it turns out that he was on to something, M, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. looks like uh, there was a pursuit of a series yes. in 2018. Yes. Yeah. Can you tell me a little more about that? And it was like, there was even an announcement from sci-fi that they were licensing critters and killer clowns. Um, So like there was movement in the public, not just like, just like hints and interviews about other stuff. It was like, like it was news. And I, I feel like I remember when this news broke, like people were, people were psyched. The idea of not only just a film with these clowns, like a whole series of these clowns taking over the planet. Like, come (laughs) on. I love it. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and we remember back in, you know, whenever, when Critters did become uh, a sci-fi series. And we're going to get to that a little down the road mm-hmm. because, you know, the quality maybe wasn't up to snuff to what the the filmmakers were after. So speaking on Slasher Radio in 2021, Stephen Chiodo got real about the deal that was made between Killer Clowns and Sci-Fi. And this is what he had to say. There was a deal. MGM controls the rights, and they went to sci-fi. They did 2019's Critters Attacks, and you saw what that turned out to look like. They wanted to do Killer Clowns for like $2 million. We don't want to do that. We did it for $2 million in the 80s, so we didn't want to do it. And even MGM didn't want to do it. They said it was a more valuable property than just signing off for that little money. Uh, Another quote that, that he shared with Sasha Radio is, something we call a trilogy in four parts because we include the original, a TV series for cable or streaming, and it follows the adventures of all the characters through their lives. It would be a great miniseries. So they're constantly selling that for people who are interested. That's kind of the last we've ever heard about what is Killer Clowns from Outer Space Part 2. So I guess maybe I'll just summarize that where it seems like at one point there was a new film or a series of film in the works, which then evolved into like a cable series with sci-fi owned by MGM, which is still sort of now being pitched out to other places. Steven got real about the Critters show because it really uh, was rough. I, I like that he's like protecting the vision here. And like, he's like, I definitely want to make this. And I know that everybody wants to see this, um, but I don't want to do it like half-assed. I, I want to do Killer Clowns the way that Killer Clowns is meant to be, you know? Oh, absolutely. I do. And I think he's right to hold off because I think that bra- that naturally brings us into conclusions, M. So mm-hmm. I just sort of give you my opinion, but I'm wondering what you think. Will we see more Killer Clowns? And if so, will it be Return of Killer Clowns from Outer Space 3D? I think we are going to see Killer Clowns in some iteration sometime because I just as I said earlier, like they've been popping up more and more like in our like classic uh, horror movie ways. Like they're at uh, Halloween Horror Nights. They're at Spirit of Halloween. Like they're making the rounds. And I think it's maybe it's even like a sort of test to see are people buying this stuff? Are they like into it enough to invest like more than $2 million into this series or movie or whatever? So mm-hmm. I, I think there's there's a time coming and I I can't wait for it. Like I'm I'm first in line. You know? Yeah, I would be too. And I hear what you're saying. I wonder if it, like, up until now, maybe it wasn't. Like, they, as you're saying, they've been testing the waters with this franchise a lot with um, the Halloween Horror Nights, with the, the merch that's constantly available. Um, and yet they still haven't made anything new. So I'm wondering what they're so scared about. You know, I, I was thinking a little bit 
about the episode we did on it and how like the clown is such a scary thing now that like uh-huh. would we be able to digest this version oh. of the clown these days like would the kids be interested you know what i mean if pennywise is such like an iconic horror villain to them yeah you're so right and pennywise uh continues to just be more and more popular those two it movies i think are considered to be the most some of the most successful horror movies ever made and now hbo max is reportedly developing mm-hmm. a prequel series all about pennywise so mm-hmm. that this is this is how we're viewing clowns and horror right now yeah and like even like thinking about those like uh the clowns that were like popping up in the usa like in the story yeah. of small towns and all that stuff i even saw this like other comedy video of this guy that just had like a big like um uh mane of like red hair like sneaking up on people in like suburbia <laughs> they like scream because they thought it was a cloud but it's just a man <laughs> um so i think we have like this both the sense of humor and this fear of clowns at this point so maybe you know what actually maybe now is becoming the time if we are seeing these like videos that are kind of like mm-hmm. scary but funny maybe maybe we could transition i don't maybe know it's always tiktok setting the rules maybe the killer sounds like what if they just started their own tiktok accounts and they were just like getting on there and doing lots of pranks like people do like to watch funny videos <laughs> that's hilarious well the, first of all they would be amazing on tiktok they'd be famous in a second if right the, the real killer clowns got on tiktok and started being outrageous um and people would be so into it they'd they be rich and famous it. in five minutes i know it's like they should they should i'm not saying that it should be the focus of the movie itself i just like would like to see that play out in real time as oh like, my promotion God. for the movie that's what it's i'm it's fully for. an in-screen found footage horror movie of it just- is of just the killer clowns on TikTok. And then people are like, are these real videos? Like, are they actually killing these people in exactly. the videos? Right? Well, and, and I guess the commentary there is that, you know, us people watching things on TikTok are like the dummies watching the clowns in this movie and just being like, ha, 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 you're what? Yeah. Oh, my God. See, it's like, this mm-hmm. is so relevant today, this movie. This is it's, absolutely relevant. Right? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it should come back. It should come back. But I fear that the studios are not ready to greenlight it. That That's my only worry about Return of Killer Clowns from Outer Space 3D. I agree. I wonder, do you think there's ever a possibility where they change the tone? Like, make it scary? Scarier, at least. I'm going to say, like, this... Chiodos are not into that. No, I agree. I think it seems like if it happens, it happens with the Chiodos. And if it's happening with the Chiodos, they have a very concrete vision of what this looks like. And I have this faith that they would like keep it practical effects and wouldn't like go down the horrible CG route because. Oh, for sure. Hopefully, yeah. very, very minimally. Yeah. Yeah. Although these masks, as much as I love this movie, these masks, we're not always trying their best we're not well, always trying their hardest i'm just gonna say that Giotto's like they were not making them they had other people making them for them so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that the craftsmanship you, you know can't do it all no you can't you can't you cannot do it all so um i wanted to say one more thing about this movie like there are some scenes that i just think are really beautiful i don't know if you remember this like one shot of like they were like at the end of a hallway and there was like a big ball that had like energy coming out from it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yep. It like looks like a painting. Like it was like. Sure it was. I don't know. Like just the practical effects in this. Just great. Just great. Really good. 
God, this movie is just so lovely and perfect. And it's such a shame we don't have more of it yet. I know. I know. I'm I'm rooting for this reboot, requel, hmm. whatever it is. I'm I'm rooting for it. I feel like lots of other people are too. I I feel like I meet new killer clown fans mm-hmm. every day. You know, after the success of Sci-Fi's Chucky series, mm-hmm. where they didn't half-ass, they mm-hmm. went all in mm-hmm. with quality and with the original creator. You know, maybe <gasps> it would be smart of them to do the same thing with Killer Clowns. Wow, that is so that's so interesting. I love that insight. And they're doing season two of Chucky right now in they're Toronto. Hell yeah. Uh, we love you, Jennifer Tilly. I know. We love I you, Don <laughs> I they're they're perfect. Yes. That that's oh the God. way to go. Hold on a second. Are we them? Are, are you Don and I'm yeah. Jennifer Tilly? Of, I would, of course. Is that, I would is that love future us. Tilly. I just watched a video like right before uh, doing this where she was like she's in Toronto and she's she's filming this video she looks beautiful she's like standing outside and she's like so like I was supposed to have dinner with my friends and um, I went to the restaurant and they said they didn't have a reservation for us and I realized that I was two days early and it's actually on the 31st and so I've done all my makeup and I have nowhere to go so I'm just gonna eat soup alone in my room <laughs> really good content and it just I I don't know. You know? If anyone knows Jennifer Tilly, we need to give her a podcast at some point. I would love to hear from her every day. Like, I would take a new episode every day. I want, like, like an NPR daily news podcast with Jennifer Tilly just talking about her life. Her Listen, her voice is fantastic, so I just feel (sighs) like it lends to it. Although I'd be sad not to see her uh, facial expressions and just general being. Well, if you sign up to the Patreon, you'll get the videos. So... (laughs) I need the videos. And you then, do. like, imagine if she interviewed the killer clowns after their, like, <gasps> roaring rampage oh. of revenge on TikTok, you know? They've like, met their match. They've met their match. Yes. I yeah. feel like it would just, yeah. and it would be so, it would be com- comedic genius, is oh, what I'm going to say. It would be so say. funny. I also want to see the killer clowns on um, Drew Barrymore's show. Oh my God. She would be like hugging them and crying. <laughs> I just love you guys so much. Like, <laughs> it's so good having you here. Oh, and then they like pull up a photo yeah. of like her with the killer clouds for what she Yeah, they're like, hanging out when they're young and like young Hollywood and they like are all really hot and young. Yeah, yeah. Like at the stream <laughs> premiere or something. So good. Uh, see, mm. they, they, there's so much content that could be made from the killer clowns. They just like they need to be like iconic figures, like Pennywise or like the Gremlins or whatever. You know, like yes, they, we need more. I think the next time around, we got to learn more about the individual clowns. Give them a little bit yeah. more definition as individuals. I think if they did the series, they could do that. You yeah, know, like there's a backstory on every clown. Every clown, every episode is named after a different clown, and we can see that story. I love that. <laughs> oh my god! And then we get like a remember the thirteen ghosts DVD menu. I want one of those, but with all the yeah. color clowns. Oh, perfect! Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. I need that. I need that. Oh, and we then have, they could have yeah. like cotton candy at the premiere. Just like oh think god. of how beautiful. Oh my god! And they could have a cotton candy um martini. Wow, beautiful. You're classy. <laughs> Drunk? Okay. If people wanted to find you on the internet, where could they find you? On Twitter, I'm at Emily Gagne. 
E M I L Y G A G N E. Um, I'm Lady Gagagne on Instagram, and uh, you can just subscribe to the Harbinger at dreadcentral.com/slash the Harbinger. Subscribe to the newsletter, and you'll get it in your inbox every Tuesday. And included in there, development hell. So yeah, what are you, man. What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Development Hell. If you enjoy this podcast, then please do us a major favor of leaving us five stars and writing a positive review. It really makes all the difference in the world. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode of Development Hell. Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network. <laughs>